We are back yet again here on the Thick Manning Podcast, and this week we have a wide variety of wonderful topics to talk about, first of which being the final playoff spot in the NFC. Controversially, the NFL expanded the playoffs to seven teams a few years back. I think it was a mistake, but here we are. And there is fierce competition for that seventh seed right now. There are three teams clinging to a 500 record, those teams being the Vikings, the Eagles, and the Saints. And all of them have a very real shot at seizing that seventh seed and slipping into the playoffs in the final month of the year. But really, it's a two-team race, because the Minnesota Vikings play the Packers and the Rams, both of which are going to beat the brakes off of them. So that leaves the Saints and the Eagles. And I personally think the Eagles will be making it to the playoffs. They have some quarterback issues, sure, but that cannot compare to the quarterback issue that is going on in New Orleans. Taysom Hill cannot throw a football at an NFL level. He can probably not throw a football at a collegiate level. And the Eagles have one of the most dominant run games in the NFL. It is truly special, the balance and diversity of the carries that go on in that backfield. So I think the Eagles will slip through the final month of the season, beat the Giants, beat the football team again, and maybe even upset the Cowboys depending on if the Cowboys are resting anymore. What do you think, Tristan? Who is taking the final playoff spot in the NFC? Well, you know, I I do feel bad for you, Isaiah, the Vikings fan. You think you have a chance at the playoffs when reality, you don't. No, no, Tristan, I don't. I fully embrace the fact the Vikings are going to lose. I'm excited for it because that finally means Mike Zimmer is going to get fired. This is going to be a good day. Black Monday will claim that man's coaching career, and I cannot be more excited. Don't get it twisted. When it comes to the Eagles and the Saints, they're the only two teams that are going to be able to grab that seventh seed unless the 49ers somehow collapse and fall out of the playoffs completely and it really pains me that the Eagles have a chance at making it I despise the Eagles more than any other team in the NFL I despise their fan base more than any other team in the NFL and they are really the one team I am fully biased against when making my takes you'll never hear me say something positive about the Eagles I feel like I'm even objective when I talk about teams like the Cowboys I hate the Eagles and I hate when they have any type of success and now when it comes to whether or not if I think they'll make the playoffs I am going to double down on my take from the beginning of the season you know I I say they were pathetic then I'm at least upgrading it to mediocre they are a mediocre football team they are going to beat the Giants they'll lose to the Cowboys and if Tyler Heineke actually gets to play sorry Tyler Taylor Taylor Heineke don't disrespect the goat like that Tristan if Taylor Heineke actually gets to play I think there's a chance they lose to Washington the second time around but for the sake of this conversation and making a projection going forward I'll assume that they beat Washington and end of the season with a 9-8 record. That is not going to be good enough to get in. You heard Isaiah talk trash about Taysom Hill, talk trash about the Saints and how they are. The Saints are going to win out. The running back Taysom Hill is going to beat the Dolphins, Panthers, and Falcons to finish the year out 10-7. and The Panthers are a really bad team. The Falcons are a really bad team. And with the Dolphins, I think that's a game they can win. I'm not going to say the Dolphins are a really bad team because they've definitely shown improvement from where they're at. They've had a massive winning streak. So the Saints will be the undeserving team to secure the seventh seed because you know any team that finished in seventh didn't deserve to be in the playoffs in the first place like Isaiah said at the beginning of this conversation and once again the Eagles stink well you are objectively hater I believe you were saying what two three wins at the start of the year for the Philadelphia Eagles I said two to five you said two to three we can go check the comments we can post the screenshots in this audio only format in the actual take I'm pretty sure I said two to five and I may have egged people on with two to three in the comments in the fictitious take but here's the thing with the Saints you can say what you want about their team overall you can 
kind of need a quarterback to be successful in the NFL in 2021. I feel that uh, Saints just don't have one. Say what you want about Tua. He is a better quarterback than Taysom Hill. Say what you want about uh, Matt Ryan. He's actually a quarterback. And Cam Newton isn't actually a quarterback anymore. He is. I don't know what happened. I do know what happened to Cam Newton. His shoulder's cooked. But that is the one game which I will fully agree that they are going to win. But the Saints, come on, man. You can't say they're going to win out, be successful with Taysom Hill quarterback. You have made countless videos talking about how terrible a player Taysom Hill is, particularly at the quarterback position. They gotta pass the ball sometimes. See, see what you're for, what you're forgetting though is that the teams they're playing aren't much much of teams. The Dolphins are the one team in this take. I'm being a little optimistic about the Saints' ability to beat the Dolphins, but the Panthers, they like you said, they don't have a quarterback right now. Uh, they don't have much of an offense at all. I mean, Christian McCaffrey still isn't playing, and the Falcons don't have much of a team. So I think they're going to be able to win those two games. The Falcons are six and eight, and they're one one loss worse than the Saints. It's not a vast disparity, and a lot of those Saints wins came from when they had Jameis Winston at quarterback. Like, yeah, but it's also the last. Uh, that's the last game of the season on their schedule. So if they already walk into that game with wins at the Dolphins and the Panthers, the problem it's win and get in game. Either way, it might be. You a think Matt Ryan game, is going to fold the, and uh, just give up his final game as a Falcon? Say screw it, I don't want to play. No, Matt Ryan is going. I mean, to he destroy. he gave up in the Super Bowl. Destroy. That wasn't Matt Ryan's fault entirely. That was a lot of very questionable play calling's fault. They have that one very nice pass to Julio. So, Matt Ryan will salt the earth in his final game in Atlanta, and it's going to be a thing of you. But now the Saints ain't making the playoffs. Taysom Hill will hold them back. But this conversation is going say. to get very repetitive very fast. And as much as I love saying the same thing over and over again, because I'm right and love to hear myself talk, we need to move on. And we are going to seamlessly transition to talk about the shortest man in all football. His name is Kyler Murray. And Kyler Murray has got a hard life. Drafted number one overall to the Arizona Cardinals when they had no offensive line forced to replace a quarterback who claimed there were a bunch of mistakes made in front of him and somehow finding success in the NFL. But Kyler Murray, he's a small man. He's a little man. He is not a large person, particularly for NFL standards. When you are below average height in regular society, you better believe you are small for the NFL. And Kyler Murray and his little body keep getting hurt. This year it's his ankle. Last year it was his shoulder. His first year mm-hmm. didn't amount to anything that much. They were, what, 3-4-1 team? But Kyler Murray will continue to struggle with injuries like he's been struggling so far for the remainder of his career. He will never be healthy for the playoffs, and the Arizona Cardinals will never win it anything because of it. You need a quarterback on playoff time. You cannot show me a team which won the Super Bowl in the last decade without a very good quarterback. Well, the thing is, you know, you, Isaiah put out that TikTok already. I'm sure most people listening right now have seen Isaiah's TikTok talking about how short Kyler Murray is and how it will never work out. And I think those people need to get past the defending Kyler Murray and be a little bit more objective in it. And now Isaiah also made the TikTok also just to piss people off. It's not and hard to upset I lo- people with small brains. <laughs> I love Kyler Murray as a player. I wish the Giants would have been bad enough to draft him instead of being stuck with Daniel Jones, who may never even play football again. But there is concern. Like, if the Cardinals fans, I've seen some fans saying there isn't any concern and he'll be fine. There is reason to be concerned about Kyler Murray's long-term health. Two years in a row now, he lights the world on fire. They look like a playoff contender, maybe Super Bowl contender at the beginning of the season. And then he gets injured, leading to the Cardinals almost imploding when he is forced 
to play hurt with an injury, the Cardinals are a very average team. They are 3-4 and four this year after a 7-0 start, and that has everything to do with Kyler not being fully healthy. Last year, the Cardinals were 6-3 and three before Kyler's shoulder injury and the Hale-Murray play, which was all over everywhere, and then they went on to finish the rest of their schedule 2-5. and five. Like you said, this year it's the ankle, last year was the shoulder injury, and it could change at some point in his career, maybe finds a different way to play, but at this point, it is a trend for them. The Cardinals need to invest capital in their offensive line. Maybe that even means they sacrifice some of the money they put into other positions, the pass rush, the secondary, and if they give Kyler Murray an offensive line like rookie Dak Prescott's offensive line, he could break records because he's deadly accurate, gives them protection, ability to create even more time in the pocket. He's the best in the NFL at extending plays, in my opinion, and I think that would help him throughout the rest of his career and would allow him to start to play a different way. And when people, you know, we look at how his injuries have affected him, he also either needs to learn how to play through these injuries and be productive at the same time. I mean, we've seen Aaron Rodgers play through injuries and the Packers are still winning games, still going to the playoffs. He finds a way to win. Kyler Murray has not done that. He's lost the big games when he's played injured. He either needs to figure something out for himself or they need to find a way to protect him. When Cardinals fans hear this conversation, I'm sure they're like, oh, what should we do then? Should we just get rid of him or should we move off of him for a different quarterback? And my response to that would be, no, it's kind of a weird paradox because they're still winning games he's shown the ability to be a top five to top 10 talent and at the end of the day the conversation may be kind of pointless because they're not going to trade him they're not going to move off of him you still want him to be your quarterback but it's just his durability is a big question mark that right now leads leads you to think what success can the Cardinals actually have moving forward? Well, there are a variety of differences between Kyler Murray and Aaron Rodgers. One player is vaccinated, one player is immunized, but he can't really play through stuff because Kyler Murray's game is predicated around him getting out of the pocket, scrambling, and extending plays. He's basically a fast version of Baker Mayfield who can roll out more than one direction. He's a talented player, but he needs that lesson. He can't change his play style or it won't be as good. He's not the pocket passer someone like Drew Brees was who shares a similar height, although even Drew Brees was much taller than Kyler Murray. But, hey, who knows? I came up with the idea that they should bench him until week 10. I think everyone hates that idea, but it is the only way the Arizona Cardinals will win a Super Bowl. But speaking of quarterbacks who should have been benched a long time ago, tell me a little bit about what's going on with our pal Daniel Jones. Well, Daniel Jones has played, he's been placed on the injured reserve for the rest of 2021. And I've seen some, you know, rumors at this point, that's all that they are, that this neck injury he has could be career ending, but there hasn't been any real information released to the public when it comes to that. All we know is that he's seen, I think, three specialists. So I'm not going to assume that he's never going to play in the NFL again. I, I I don't wish that on Daniel Jones for his neck injury for his sake. But either way, I think this gives the ability for the Giants to hit the full reset button. Their roster is a complete mess on the offensive side of the ball from the Kenny Galladay contract to now Sterling Shepard tearing his Achilles to their first round draft picking Kadarius Tony not being able to play to their offensive line possibly being the worst in the NFL to now Evan Ingram leaving. Kyle Rudolph's going to be their number one tight end when he leaves. And you look at their history, they tend to not hit the full reset button, which they need to do. When they got rid of Tom Coughlin, nothing happened to Jerry Reese. He needed to go. 
When the Giants fired Pat Shermer, Dave Gettleman should have also been gone with the draft picks that he's had. So in the in recent memory, I always get the feeling about the Giants that they're too worried about what the public is going to think. They're not running their business for themselves, what's going to create success on the field, which thus would also make the fans happier. And they're too worried about how fans and how the what the media is going to say right then in the moment, rather than making a more drastic change and hitting the full reset button. And I think Daniel Jones's injury makes it easier for them to move off of them because not like maybe he has a few positive last games against the Eagles or something where maybe there's hope again. So Dave Gettleman, he's gone. He has never had a good draft pick. He's never had a good free agency signing. Uh, I don't think there's a reason to give him another year. And it finally gives them a reason to also hire a new head coach because if Gettleman goes, if Daniel Jones goes, and then it's just you're asking a GM to come in with a head coach that's already been there, a bad season this past year, I don't know if it's necessarily the best environment to build a winning culture moving forward. So that's the reason I would get... New York in general is not a good environment to build a winning culture in these days. <laughs> it can happen again. I mean, the two Super Bowls in the 90s, there was a then there was a big gap between the one in uh, 07 or 08 and then the one in 12 so you know there's big gaps between the Giants Super Bowls so maybe another uh 10 years from now is when we'll actually get another one 30 but uh, if if the Giants decide to keep Joe Judge he's the only one where I can say okay maybe give him another year he's not the one who picked Daniel Jones he was brought in to force Daniel Jones to work in a sense and he seemed he's out there making his team run suicides he's gritty he's gruff he's grindy he's what you want an NFL coach right <laughs> well let me let me finish and he seemed to build some momentum in his first year as a head coach with a bad roster I think he probably won more games than a good amount of people were expecting so I can see the argument for them to keep judge hold on he won four games didn't he six. four or five six excuse me that's not exactly a lot no but they had a, i mean they weren't i don't think they were expected to be a playoff team by many and they almost wound up making the playoffs with six wins nfc anyway East. i can i wouldn't be the most upset i let me make this clear i think all three of those pieces should go from the giants but i could see the argument for judge not to be there but i would be absolutely livid if dave gettleman is still there <laughs> pulling the trigger on draft day that is going to piss me off to no end as a giants fan well there's one piece you forgot and one piece which needs to go and unfortunately that piece is Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley does not work in New York. Your line is too bad for him to have any sort of success. He's going to keep getting hurt and he is a talented enough running back where he's going to demand a massive contract. That contract does not work on a rebuilding team. Saquon Barkley has to go. See my thing there and I think uh, the conversations we've had in the past about the Giants I think you know at this point in my analysis of the Giants I'm very objective and I've been you know the, uh, the I've years beaten objectivity kind of- into you the years of losing has beaten objectivity into me you know i've gone through that thought process too a couple uh say a month and a half ago we i posted the saquon barkley tiktok and that was kind of my exact thoughts on it at the time no exaggeration and i alluded to the fact that the giants can't really pay him but when you think about trading him who are they going to trade him to that's going to give them value back where it's like maybe we'd rather keep him another year just to see what he does it's not about the value you get back. It's about the value you lose in, or you gain from getting his contract off the books. Hold on, wait a second. Do they extend him yet? Because if they haven't extended him, then it's very easy. Just let him go. No, he has one more year in his contract. Okay, play that one year out then. Just let him go. He should not be re-signed. There is an argument to be made he can play next so year. So he's guess, one, but... one year left on his contract with a $7 million cap hit, which isn't an absurd 
cap. It's one year of a player you're not going to re-sign. You can probably get some idiot to give you a third round pick or better for it. You need to get rid of Saquon Barkley. What team is going to even give up a third round pick for him? Someone will give up a third. If you could get a third for Saquon Barkley, would you say yes? Are you still holding on to the idea that you would like to watch at least a few Giants games next year and that Saquon might make those a little bit better? Yes. Saquon Barkley can't go. He will not be on a winning Giants team. It's just not how it is. Sooner the better. Get some value out and let's just have him walk out the door in free agency. Yeah, but Saquon's gotta go. He can't be there. He is not conducive to winning in New York. Maybe he can go to the Jets. That's where a winning team is getting well, built right is, now. Well, the thing is, is like, what would what would you say to the idea of keeping him? If you know, I don't. We have no idea where Saquon's head is at. We can only speculate. As it NFL takes fans. more than one year to build an offensive line, the Giants have failed so far building. I have no reason to think that's going to miraculously change. Andrew Thomas is not good at what he does. He was not a very good pick for the uh, fourth overall. Oh, that's pick. gonna that's gonna that's gonna upset the Giants fans as they you know he's been he's he's only given up uh like uh two sacks in his last uh 10 games or something like that if he's you care the about best left tackle football. of his class yeah he's better than Mekhi Becton because Mekhi Becton hasn't played since week one that's about it anyway what sorry what would you say if they let's say get Evan Neal and uh the NC State guy or something like they get the two tackles off the or two offensive linemen off the board I what mean, would you think would your opinion change maybe let's see what happens with uh Saquon no because forward? the best case scenario just for his last year the best case scenario is you get close to six or seven wins heavily running the ball you put more mileage on Saquon's body you decrease his value and you either sign him to another big contract which would be a waste particularly in the modern NFL or you let him go for nothing you forgot about the part that they're getting Russell Wilson, Isaiah. Uh, I thought they were getting Deshaun Watson. Oh, you think they're getting Deshaun Watson now? I think they're going to get both Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. See, a few future's changing. Who gets <laughs> the some- draft picks for the next 10 years? <laughs> I one 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 final thing one final one final thing to say about uh Daniel Jones. You know the few supporters that Daniel Jones has left that they feel bad about him not succeeding or that the Giants may move off of him. Where was this energy with Eli at the end of his career? Cuz Eli's last year where he started the entire season. You are a still crazy up... person for equating so, those No, let two me things. let me finish let me finish my point. Let me finish my point. Where was this energy for Eli Manning that you give him another year? These people I also think Eli Eli needed to go at that point. Let me make that Eli needed to go about five years before that point. Shut up. Let me finish. My my point is like these people, everyone at the time was saying, oh, Eli needs to go. Eli needs to go. Why aren't you saying that now about Daniel Jones to the people that still support him? Because Daniel Jones is in year three and Eli Manning was in year 85. <laughs> you I, are equating two things. Eli still had 21 similar. touchdowns and 11 interceptions in his last year as a full starter for the Giants. And Daniel Jones is 10 and 7 this year. It probably doesn't even get 20 touchdowns. Doesn't even seem even capable of that. His second year, he didn't seem capable of that. So why do people keep... To, that's what just pisses me off. Eli needed to go. It was clear he needs to go. I just don't get why it's not clear to people why that Daniel Jones needs to go. That's still... It, it, it makes my blood boil. You know I what's sad? I completely agree TikToks. with you, but that argument was so stupid. The difference between Daniel Jones and Eli Manning is about 20 years. Eli Manning had won the Super Bowls and had gained himself fame and popularity in the city of New York, but he was a terrible NFL quarterback at that point. He was very bad. I don't care about the touchdown to interception ratio. If you watch those games, you know That's he wasn't what I, good. I'm saying he's bad. There is a like, chance this, this, you listen Daniel to a Jones part. can be good. 
It's not a big chance, but he is much oh, younger. Oh. Eli my, Manning my, my was over the hill. Is, Daniel Jones never got on the hill. It's if if is if Eli was bad and he was over the hill. His over the hillness, whatever you want to call it, is not that much worse or n- not that much better, whichever way you want to put it, than what Daniel Jones is now. So why is Daniel? How fast can Eli Manning run in a straight line? <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, you may have you may have me there. My main point is just why does that mean Daniel? It's a some to the few people out there there's still some why does that mean daniel jones deserves more years like we've seen it not work tristan of the 20 people who are going to watch this i'm willing to bet exactly zero want daniel jones to remain the new york giants starting quarterback or even passionate about maybe this will be the tiktok club i hope it's not because it will not do well but hey what is abundantly clear to every NFL fan is that matt nagy is gone after this year he is gone he is out of there kaput Goodbye, see ya. And he's got no one to blame but himself. And by himself, of course, I mean the offensive coordinators and general manager. Because Matt Nagy is not a terrible NFL coach. He has just completely lost the locker room. Because one, he didn't pretendle the playoff loss particularly well. The double doink still lives rent-free in his head. But two, he's not an offensive coach, which is fine, but you kind of need a good offensive coordinator in the modern NFL to be inspiring. And Nagy just doesn't have that. His defense has been very solid in Chicago, but the offensive line ball has been terrible pass game's been terrible run game's been mediocre and part of that's due to the fact he had a quarterback who couldn't throw to the left for a majority of his time in chicago but it's just uninspired that's the only way to look at it. they've got maybe one elite level receiver in his entire tenure there and i'm speaking of mr mooney who's there now i think he can be very special but you got a bunch of mediocre wideouts a bunch of mediocre running backs his o-line was never that good so I think he can blame his failure just as much on his general manager's drafting and free agency signs as his own offensive shortcomings. It's not all Nagy's fault, and he should get another job somewhere in the NFL as a coordinator. Or maybe he'll take a college football job. I, uh, he has to be gone. He was calling plays for the Bears against the Vikings. That left a lot of people scratching their heads. There was second down and long, third down and long, where he thought it was a better idea to run the ball than attempting a pass. And this is now another quarterback... Where where he had Mitch Trubisky, who was an athletic quarterback. He has Justin Fields, who is an athletic quarterback. And he seems to almost refuse to utilize that and implement it into their offense. Like we see maybe with the Eagles or we see with the the Ravens with how they use Lamar Jackson. I'm not saying Justin Fields or Mitch Trubisky are Lamar Jackson, but those teams cater to their quarterback's play style and abilities. Fields is one of the most athletic quarterbacks in the NFL. He didn't use it. He got 35 rushing yards against the Vikings, and that was only from a couple scrambles. And his average yards per carry was at its lowest since week seven. And it was at its lowest since uh, the other guy, I don't know the other guy's name, was calling the offensive plays. So there needs to be some type of new coach in there to unlock Justin Fields' potential. I think we've definitely seen it. He has the ability to push the ball down the field. He's shown flash athletically running the ball. And Matt Nagy needs to go in order to solve that problem because he can't have two top 11 picks just completely fail. At that point, you may be the main problem. And on the GM side of things, I know Isaiah alluded to maybe that being the reason why their offense failed. I don't think keeping Ryan Pace would be the worst idea. On the defensive side of things, he's built a very solid roster. And I think a lot of that goes to his roster building when it comes there. And he's had some decent later round picks in the last few years. They haven't had a lot of first round picks from that Mac trade. Middle rounds, he's had good picks that have built up their roster. So I I don't think it's insane to keep Ryan Pace. He now got Justin Fields with the 11th pick. He somehow fell. So either way, I hope the Bears keep losing so the Giants get the best draft pick possible. But Matt Nagy needs to go. 
Well, look, you can't be half a good general manager in the NFL. Maybe you can be half a good GM if it means offensive players, but even then you get in a situation like the New Orleans Saints for a majority of Drew Brees' career where you go 7-9 and nine every year and lose a bunch of shootouts. Like, you can't just draft the defensive side of the ball well. What is he supposed to do with Mitch Trubisky? Explain to me how Mitchell Trubisky could thrive. Mitch, Tr- Maybe Mitch Trubisky isn't that bad of a player. Mitch Trubisky and his one in- in MVP you know, had hit that in pretty hard. I mean, what... <laughs> Oh my god. He's not a good quarterback. <laughs> we don't know. He could maybe be a good quarterback, Isaiah. Maybe if he gets in a new system. Maybe he should go to the confidence. Giants. You know, maybe. That might be the that might be the Is best this option. The, uh, next full year. circle every time I said you're not getting Wilson or Watson, you're getting Trubisky. Maybe for Same a draft year, class the Giants awesome. tank for another year. They wait for uh Bryce, what's the fuck Alabama's quarterback? Or uh Stroud. Then maybe they get one of them. Stroud ain't the answer, buddy. <laughs> anyway. That is all we have for you today, ladies and gentlemen. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. If you do not know about the TikTok, you should. We referenced it about 85 times this video. Maybe we should diversify the portfolio a little bit, but go follow that. We don't really do anything on Twitter or uh, Instagram, so don't follow those. And remember, you're a bad person if you follow the Stay Out podcast. (laughs) Okay.